Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor, and I'm writing solo today. I think that moving forward, I'm going to probably do a New Jersey episode with Arthi because she's my family, and we got to talk about family together, you know? And so, um, but I think Miami, I'm going to keep my Saturday episodes as Miami, just top of the hour telling you what's been on my mind, talking about just a little bit of um, scheduling and stuff. So Potomac ends in, Potomac and Family Karma, I think ends in like two more weeks. So we're going to do another um, probably schedule shift at some point. We got to figure out what we're going to do our Tuesday episodes on. It's like weird summer houses, I think on a Mondays, but then Vanderpump isn't on until Wednesdays. And then I think New Jersey's on Tuesdays, but Arthur and I record an episode on Tuesday for Tuesday, so we got to figure it out. But anyway, today I'm here by myself and we're talking about Real Houses of Miami and Real Houses of New Jersey. And I've got, I, I wrote too many fucking notes, guys. I wrote too many notes and I apologize in advance, okay? All right, let's talk about Real Houses of Miami. We open back up on the Adriana comparing her little twisted ankle to Frankie's accident. Now, I didn't get to do an episode on this podcast about this, but I did go on Who Asked Me with Giselle to talk about this whole situation. Um, if you didn't get a chance to go listen to that, you should go listen to it now. It's an excellent podcast, and Giselle is hilarious. She's hilarious when she's on this podcast, and she's hilarious on her own podcast. But listen, Alexia rightfully loses it, and <laughs> she tells Adriana you deserve everything in your life because you are a bad person. Now, listen, Adriana comparing her little twisted ankle to Frankie's accident. Do I think that it was a comparison to the accident? I think that well, the issue is that Alexia says stuff, right? Like she'll say like, like she does a lot of trauma Olympics. Like if something bad happens to you, she's always she'll always compare it to something worse that happened to her, Right. And I think what was happening right before Adriana said that was she kept saying, it's okay, Adriana, accidents happen, accidents happen. Now, we know that when the slightest wrong thing, bad thing happens to Marisol or Alexia, they're like, oh, there's witchcraft at play. Oh, there's a bruja. Oh, somebody put the evil eye on you. Like, they always have a reason for why something bad happens to them. So I think that what Adriana was trying to say was like, yeah, accidents happen just like accidents she could have said just like accidents happen to you accidents happen to all of us but then for her to say like frankie's accident that's where she was absolutely fucking wrong okay there is no excuse for why she said that absolutely no excuse and i just want to make sure that that's very clear that alexia who i don't like we all know i don't like alexia but but for alexia to be in the feel in her feelings the way that she is right now fully makes sense because I would murder a person if they did that with my child okay all this is happening everyone's crying and uh, and they're all trying to talk to Adriana and be like oh my god why would you say that they're all and suddenly something happens with Julia and she tries to dump ice on Marisol and I was like what the fuck is Julia doing what is she doing? It was so weird. Julia had her sunglasses on and she was just like quietly fuming. And then she got up and tried to dump ice on Marisol. Is it because Marisol was getting up and getting in Adriana's face? That's fine. But why are, you, why are you putting yourself in this position? It was so weird. I like Julia, but it was just like a bad, bad move. It was like between that and her uninviting Kiki that one time because Kiki left Adriana's video shoot. It was just like 
Julia, what are you doing? Um, Nicole and Gertie try to speak logic to Adriana. It doesn't work. Adriana is like really, really digging down on it. She's really, she's talking about, I could have broke my legs. It could have shattered into a million pieces. I just want people to have sympathy for me. I want people to have sympathy with me, blah, 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 all this stuff. It just doesn't work. Larsa, Marisol, and Alexia are in the water and they're saying they don't want Adriana to come to dinner. Adriana is saying she doesn't want to be at dinner with them. And Nicole is the only one who's speaking logically, except when she says, I get both sides. I don't think that there's anything to get on Adriana's side. Adriana was straight up wrong. And that's it. Like, she was wrong. There's no two sides to get. What Adriana should have done in that moment is she should have dragged her ass. I don't care that you can't walk. She should have gotten up, dragged her ass from the little chair in the sand, into the water, gone up to Alexia, hugged her and said, I'm so sorry, I did not mean that. But the thing is, at that time, Adriana doesn't think that anything she does is wrong. She's really digging her broken little ankle into the sand to like say that she's not wrong. So I was like, Nicole, I don't know what two sides you're talking about because one side is completely wrong and the other side is rightfully hurt. Anyway, I was writing my notes here and then suddenly I heard a shrieking laugh and I was like taken back to 10 years ago. And hey, it was Leah Black. Leah Black, back in Miami, Lisa had left Bahamas. She meets up with Leah. And Leah is somebody who I guess Lisa has been very close to. And Lisa is leaning on Leah for marital advice, for legal advice. And Leah leans on Real Houses of Miami to display her skincare. <laughs> that little setup of like... <laughs> of how how like <laughs> now I feel like I'm I'm still congested by the way I've been sick for fucking three weeks by the way it's not even COVID it's so fucked up anyway I'm congested and I feel like now my laugh sounds like Leah Black's anyway they're sitting there and like the where the camera is set up and like where the skincare how the skincare is set up I'm like is this like it felt like like an interview for Oprah it was just so weird this it was set up so funny but anyway Leah gives Lisa really good advice, but I might want to point out it's the same exact advice that <laughs> that Gertie gave to Lisa that Gertie got yelled at about. Now, listen, I know that I am being annoying because I've repeated that before, but Gertie gave Lisa really good advice. She was yelled at about it. And then every single week, somebody else from the cast and now Leah Black is giving Lisa the exact same advice. You got to focus on yourself. You got to focus on your kids. You got to focus on your future. Lisa says if Lenny gave her a chance, she would come right. She would, she would, uh, she, you know, she says she would give Lenny a chance if he came back begging for forgiveness. Girls, between this and Rehouses of New Jersey, there's a lot of bad womanhood going on here. It's bad. Okay. It's real bad. Back in the Bahamas, the ladies are getting ready for dinner. Marisol Alexia are saying that Julia and Adriana are a problem because they don't get fucked enough. Now, uh, listen, Alexia, you had a great point. You had a, you had a, a wonderful reason to be mad at Adriana, but for you to be sitting here and being like, Oh, they don't get fucked enough. And they're just jealous because Alexia, because me and Marisol do every single night. No, that's not, oh, that's, no, that's not how that works. 
That's not how any of that works. But Alexia, I will let you have it, I guess, because what she said is really fucked up and you are allowed to say fucked up shit in retaliation, I guess. But you are also wrong and it is like such a weird, like based in misogyny kind of thing, right? Like, oh, that woman is just cranky because she needs to get dick down. And it was just also weird because it was like, Julia's with a woman so I don't know what you're trying to say and Julia seems very happy with Martina so I don't know what why you would bundle Julia and Adriana in the same bucket and say they don't get fucked enough because to me talking about problematic behavior to me that kind of felt like oh Julia needs a dick and then that way she will be nicer you know what I mean and that's fucked up Nicole has a grand idea she says let's just split up the tables but while she's splitting them up, we find out this is all for Julia's 50th birthday and I guess Kiki's birthday. And so this kind of puts it all in a different light. Julia checks on Adriana, who says her foot hurts like hell. But finally, at this point, she has regrets. She says she regrets what she said. She says that she was really sad. She said the wrong thing. And then we get this like very sad confessional moment. She's like sobbing in the confessional. She feels really, she feels really bad. She's like, why would I say that? I would never say something like that. Well, babe, you did. You did say something like that. Okay. You said it. (laughs) And we cannot take it back. In the words of Dorin, not Dorinda, write it, regret it, say it, forget it. Well, no, say it and regret it also. Say it on national camera. It's the same as being it being written down. Okay, you should have lots of regrets. But her just sobbing and saying, "Why would I say that? I would never say that." It was just like, but but herein lies the problem. You you've been saying it. You said it, and then you argued about how you were right. The Adriana crew, which is basically her and Julia, go to dinner, and it's Nicole and Gertie at a table. It's decorated for Julia's birthday. At the same time, Marisol, Alexia, Larsa, and Kiki at the other table for Kiki's birthday. And Nicole and Gertie are just bouncing back and forth between the two tables, getting drunk. It's very awkward. It's so weird. I feel really bad for them. But Adriana does offer to leave. She says to Julia, let me leave so that you can at least go sit with these other women. But Julia says, no, she's not going to because she doesn't want to sit with those mean girls. I find Julia's relationship with Adriana so weird, but I also think like Julia is the kind of woman that like feels really indebted to certain people. And if she feels indebted to Adriana for like why she, how she got on the show, she has to back up Adriana no matter what. And the thing is like, she's like, you know, I'm not going to just like support Adriana no matter what, she, what she said was really messed up. Okay. I, I guess her thing is like this woman fucked up. She was definitely wrong in what she said and did. But it's not on Julia to then ostracize her more because that's not going to help the situation. But like if I was Adriana, I'd get my ass in a plane and I'd go home. I'd be like, you know what? I did something that was super embarrassing. I need to leave. But it just, I don't know. I find Julia and Adriana's situation so weird. I actually think that Julia and Alexia have a lot in common. Like they've both gone through this like immense tragedy with their children. You know, Julia lost a child Alexia almost lost a child. She's got a disabled child now. Do we say disabled anymore? I'm sorry if I said the wrong word. But, um, and they've both been married to extremely shady characters. So I feel like Julia actually has a lot in common with Alexia and they could be friends. But because Julia is friends with Adriana, she doesn't stand a chance with Alexia. I think that Alexia and Marisol were thinking that it would be Alexia, Marisol, Larsa, 
and Adriana as like the OGs. But because Adriana made more room for Julia and tried to include Julia and like focus her attention on Julia, Alexia and Marisol were just like, we're not dealing with this. Whatever. Um, I, yeah, I also, again, I think that Alexia and Marisol don't like Julia also because let's admit it. Listen, let's just, it's just us here. Just us friends. Julia is a weirdo. Okay. I adore her, but she's, she's kind of, she's not, she's not a weirdo to me. To me, she is great, but I can understand that in this like glamorous city of Miami with these glamorous people that Julia's life is just a life that nobody understands. And Julia's whole thing of like, she's this woman in her fifties and she's not like covered in Botox and she can actually, she has wrinkles and she doesn't, you know, have a glam squad come for everything. She does her own makeup. She rubs raspberries on her face as like on her face. Like I think that Alexia and Marisol are just of the idea that women need to be more glamorous and Julia's not a glamorous woman. So I also think besides the Adriana thing, I think that they just like don't like Julia on the show because they don't think that they get it. And I think that the more people love Julia, the more it weirds them out and why they don't like her. It's very immature. Now, um, what happens? Yeah, Adriana says that they're all being mean girls and Adriana and Julia are the nerds. Now, the thing is, um, Adriana, nerds don't do what you did, okay? Like, let's not, as, as a nerd, as a weirdo who sat at the weird table myself, um, it's not the same, okay? Like, are Alexia and Marisol and Larsa kind of like nose up in the air? Like, Alexia said something like, oh, we're the only people who matter at this dinner, right? Like, yeah, that's like dickish behavior. But the thing is, like, Adriana, you gave Alexia that opportunity to be a dick now because you gave her ammo. So, like, for Adriana and Julia to be sitting there like, oh, we're the nerds. Nobody wants to be friends with us, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm like... No, but you did this. Like, you are the one that fired first, and now you are upset that people aren't talking to you because of your bad behavior. I don't think that you get to say that you're the nerd. I think that you get to, you have to kind of admit that you fucked up. Um, Gertie asked Alexia at her table if Adriana could apologize. And Alexia's like, nope, absolutely not. It won't be insincere. And Larsa says, you can't just say stuff and then say sorry you didn't mean it. Like, <laughs> you mean like you did to Nicole earlier, Larsa? That, like that? Anyway, there's a bunch of dancers that come. And suddenly, nature is healing and so is Adriana. She's up there, she's dancing, and she's full of shit, Okay. Ladies end the trip. They go back to Miami. Gertie is planning some sort of an event. Um, Gertie at work seems very smart and good at her job. I don't understand this event. She says something about melting plots and melt melting pots and melting down and melding them together. There's globes in the sky. There's neon signs. <laughs> um. I want to say this is a Kyle Richards thing, but it's not. It's actually like who's who's who had the original neon sign? Was it Erica that had this neon sign and then Kyle stole it? And now look, I think the neon sign is a very Miami thing. I've actually been looking into getting a neon sign made for my um, my office with my podcast name on it. But um, it's expensive. So if I went to a party and I got a free neon sign with my name on it, I'd be like, damn, this is a great party, even if I don't understand the purpose of it. 
Um, Adriana has her little music video premiere for the song Faya. And uh, only Nicole, Gertie, Lisa, and Julia attend. And um, Adriana's there. She looks fabulous and she's in heels and no problem. Everything is fine. Um, the rest of the women, Larsa, Alexia, Kiki, go to Marisol's house for some sort of a caviar party. And Adriana is sad about it. When Lisa gets there, she asks Adriana what happened because Lisa had left the Bahamas earlier. And she's horrified when she finds out what Adriana said to Alexia, like the rest of us. But we find out that Adriana had sent a my bad text <laughs> to Alexia to try to make amends. Alexia does not accept it um, because I think that they're I think they're reading. Listen, I don't like Adriana. I don't like what she did, but they're reading Adriana's text wrong. So not wrong, but like it's. Like, Adriana keeps saying, even at her little party, she keeps being like, you know, it's my bad. It's my bad that I did that. I think that she's saying it to take ownership and accountability. But I think the way that they're reading it is like, my bad. And then there's a big difference between the two, right? But it's, again, like, Adriana, you're just, like, saying the wrong things. Like, I, I saw, I think, online somebody had, I think it was uh, Love Andy C on Twitter, she had posted the actual screenshot of like the the text or whatever. It's not a bad text. She's like, I love you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Blah, blah, blah. But then she says, my bad. <laughs> At the end of it. No, it is your bad. <laughs> anyway, at Marisol's house, we find out more about this ex story from last week. So last week, Adriana, again, like Adriana just like, I feel like, it's hard to say, like, do you have good intentions or are you an asshole? Or is it both, right? Like, por que no lo dos, right? It's, could it be both? I think so. But we find out that when she said that thing to Marisol about your ex tried to reach out to me and go out with me, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that to Marisol. And then I, and then he told me, I don't even love Marisol, which is like, why are you even saying this on camera? What, this is so weird. We find out that the app they were on was Bumble. And on Bumble, women get to reach out to the men first. So it was actually Adriana who reached out to the ex. Well, that lines up. That makes sense that that would be something that Adriana would do. Um, anyway, we get the music video for Faya. The song is Faya. I do enjoy it. Okay. Listen, call Adriana what you want. She's the only housewife who's ever done the theme song for her actual um for her franchise. It's pretty fucking impressive. Um, the girls that are in attendance, they all hug, whatever. Like, I don't know. Adriana's getting all sad and she's like, I just, I imagined this to be different and I'm sad that this happened, blah, blah. It's like, I don't like Alexia, like I said, but I cannot look past this Frankie stuff and I don't blame Alexia for not showing up at this party. Um, then we have this like little scene, which is a great scene to lead into Real Housewives of New Jersey recap, okay? Lisa takes her kids to do arts and crafts with Marina Lenny's mom. Now, let me tell you something. I've got kids and I've got grand grandparents for my kids. And when my kids see their grandparents, they're delighted. They run up to them. They hug them. Lisa brought her kids to do gra uh, crafts with their grandma. And none of the, I think Logan maybe kind of begrudgingly went and hugged. But Elle did not go up to Marina and give her a hug. Is Marina a good grandmother? I don't think so, guys. I don't know. I'm just, you got to look at the way kids, it's like kids and dogs. Like if the kid does not respond to the grandparents the way that we're being told the relationship is with, is with the grandparents, like I, I think it's sus in the words of my kids. Anyway, 
Find out more about Lenny's trash plans. Like, listen, I can't keep up. There's a condo now. There's a tenant. The hoe, the Instagram hoe is a tenant. All you need to know is if you go on the Bravo docket, they have gone through uh, Lisa's prenup. And it's a bad prenup. It's an Ashley Darby prenup, okay? Um, Marina tells Lisa that Lenny had called her to apologize because Lisa's like, I can't believe that he talked to you that way. He's so mean to his parents. That's unacceptable. And Marina's like, yeah, well, Lenny apologized. And, you know, he's a hothead. And when he cools down, it's fine. And, you know, Lisa, I think that you actually threw too many parties and you went out too much. And that's why Lenny did what he did. And Lisa's like, what? (laughs) But Lisa says something that I think kind of got kind of got glossed over because it's kind of like lost in the cross talk between the two but lisa says lenny wanted a type of woman in the house who was on instagram showing her tits and her ass 20 years old barely legal and marina says maybe that kind that kind of woman keeps him young what lenny's like in his 50s yeah I've said a lot about how I don't feel comfortable with old men being with younger women. It gives me the ick. I don't like it. Okay. It makes me really uncomfortable. I'm talking about like a major age difference, right? Like it makes me a 19, 20 year old Instagram hoe dating or him wanting Lisa to look like a 20 year old. That's fucking weird, man. That's weird. We got problems here. Marina blames Lisa then for presenting Lenny with too many opportunities, too many free weekends. You know, if you don't don't want your husband to cheat on you, you have to be around him all the time. And you have to look half your age. And and yeah, you have to look like a small baby. You have to look like a teenager. You have to look like you just got out of high school. And then you need to always be around. Okay, that's what, that's what we should be doing for our husbands so that they don't cheat on us are you fucking crazy again let's just focus on the fact that the kids don't even hug their grandmother when they see her okay um that's it for miami let's take a quick break and i will be back to talk about new jersey okay i'm back let's talk about rahasas of new jersey okay we open back up at the mutts party at danielle's house and this is where melissa and Teresa are going at it okay i don't I don't care. I don't care. I had to remind myself how this fight happened because I feel like last week it was unclear. Like I think what ha- I can't remember, honestly. It was something like Teresa came and said maybe we should just do open seating, no assigned seating. I don't want to get into any drama about the assigned seating. I think Teresa's the one that brought it up, right? And then Melissa was like I'm not the one who lied about the assigned seating. I don't know what it was. Listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the issue necessarily isn't Melissa or, I mean, Teresa is a problem. The issue is Joe Gorgon. I'm going to get into it about that. Teresa offers Melissa to be a bridesmaid. Melissa says, don't do me any favors. And then Teresa says, no, no, she means it. And Melissa says, no, no, she's really okay with it. They hug it out. Melissa does do some passive aggressive dig. She's like, oh, it would be like an old boyfriend, like asking me to come back. Like, why would I come back? She's not an old boyfriend. She's just in law. Your husband has been going around being a grumpy goose, telling everybody he's so sad that you're you're not in the wedding. She's saying, OK, I want you to be in the wedding. And then he says, she says, no, I'm not going to be in the wedding. OK, let's move on. That problem squashed. OK, can't wait for this to go th- 
to hell again in like half of an episode. Anyway, Dolores is at home with Polly. They have Frank come over and they're having Frank come over to do his part of that little calendar they did. And his photo shoot is going to be the Easter Bunny. Adorable. Polly calls Frank Mr. Potato Head and Frank calls Polly Buzz Lightyear. And honestly, that's very accurate. Like Frank being called Mr. Potato Head. I've watched all the Toy Stories multiple times for myself and also because I have children. And those are really, really, really good analyses of these people and frank as mr potato head is perfect if you go on instagram please you're probably following him already but our friend richie d caduce did a hilarious little mashup of the the two talking uh over the toy story characters it's so funny anyway polly says that he's upset that frank never pulled him aside and had a man-to-man talk with him about his family And Frank is like, yeah, well, I reached out to you through Dolores because she was a conduit of how I would reach out to you. Like, I'm not going to try to have a separate relationship with you away from Dolores. Like, Dolores is the keeper of that relationship. Why would I skip over her? And Polly says something like, you can't ask a woman to do a man's job. And for somebody like Frank, who has been swimming in misogyny between the Gorgas and the Judices and all of it and the Beninos, to be like flabbergasted and he's like what the fuck does that mean is hilarious it is funny though that like later on frank is like oh he was trying to question my manhood and i'm like no all of this is bad like all of this doesn't make sense but like Polly, you're a great fit in this stupid fucking cast of awful men anyway then frank dresses like a bunny and it's adorable. It's adorable also that photographer has excellent Photoshop skills and, and like placement. Like I got to learn because I've got, you know, I've got an apron belly from having two kids and like gaining and losing a lot of weight in my life. And Frank's placement of the Easter basket was great because Frank's got like a he's got like one of those like firm steroid bellies. And in the picture that was released, he looks svelte. But in real life, he doesn't look svelte. And I'm just really impressed with those angles and how that photographer either photoshopped or just made him look really good. Putting Maybe I need to take pictures with Easter baskets in front of me. I don't know. Anyway, Jackie, Marge, and Melissa go to lunch and they tell Jackie that Danielle said that she looked, Jackie looked Danielle up and down. She didn't get a good vibe. And that's why Jackie wasn't invited to the mozzarella party. And Jackie says, I don't do that to anybody, but I did do that to her. Because her outfit was a train wreck. Okay. Um, Jackie. This is so disappointing. Because Jackie has a lot of nerve to talk about somebody's appearance as somebody who struggles with their own appearance. Like, I think it's really fucked up. Like, you don't like the way Danielle looked. You checked her out up and down. You thought she looked like a disaster. Her outfit was in it. Like, if you, if you look at the video of her looking her up and down and Jackie's kind of looking at like Danielle's body and Danielle's like a curvy woman. And I I don't know, it just, it just felt really frankly disgusting that Jackie is somebody who has struggled with her body image and uh, had this like very amazing like eating disorder journey that we got to like follow. It seems like she's doing well for her to be making fun of somebody's appearance and then judging them for it. Like it just felt really disgusting. I didn't like it. Uh, Margaret then goes on to say that Jennifer Aiden is in a downward spiral. I don't understand. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? 
You are just mad that Jennifer went and met with your ex-best friend, which you would do also. And then when you tried to tell Jennifer she was disingenuous and she tried to defend herself, you said she's psychotic and she's having a downward, downward, downward spiral because she's miserable about her marriage. Je- Margaret, you're doing, you're accusing Jennifer of doing what she did last year while also doing what you did to Jennifer last year. You're talking about her marriage. You're saying there's an open wound. It's unhealed, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, Margaret. Get the fuck out. I fucking hate Margaret. Um, Rachel does a little cake smash photo shoot for her daughter, Gianella's birthday. The kids are very cute. Um, listen, uh, I'm a hater because of her association with Melissa Gorga, but also because I'm bored. She does share the story about her infertility journey and she went on IVF and all this stuff and now she's got like a bunch of embryos that are waiting to be implanted and she wants to have more kids. But then she's like, tick tock, the clock is ticking. Girl, you're 31. You're fine. I mean, listen, maybe she's not fine. I don't know. I'm not her doctor. But I was bored, okay? I was bored. It is nice though to hear that like, IVF is not just something that is saved for like women in their 40s, you know, like it's something that like even women in their 20s can benefit from because IVF is amazing. Science is amazing. The fact that science helps people have babies and saves lives is incredible. I fucking love science. So it is cool. Like it's 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 um nice to see this storyline, you know. But I was bored. Okay, it is what it is. I was bored. I was bored. Her husband's beard is very distracting. Um, We go to Teresa's house. She's doing daily affirmations and journaling. She's like, I'm strong. I am truthful. I am the truth. I am woman. Hear me, bro. I don't know. Gia, Louie, and Gabriella come and they have a little talk. And Teresa tells them about the conversation at the mozzarella party. She says that Melissa's the one that brought it up. She rehashed stuff. And the thing is, I was like, I don't know if Melissa necessarily did. I can't remember But what they're really mad about is that Melissa and Joe did a podcast and on their podcast, they said how if they weren't around for the girls, they wouldn't have been able to like feed themselves and they did them a favor by helping them out and they were, they stepped up and they were the parents that they, they were the parents that the girls needed because Joe, you know, Judas is such a piece of shit while Teresa was in jail and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And talking about it, Gia and Gab- poor Gabriella breaks into hives. Gia's like, yeah, you weren't really around. You were only around when cameras were rolling, which I guess they kind of admit to, right? They're like, oh, they didn't have anybody to film with. So Joe Judice didn't have anyone to film with. So we filmed with him. Okay. But they would have, I think they would have filmed him regardless. I think what happened really, Melissa and Joe, is that they were going to film the Judice girls and Joe Judice while Teresa was in prison regardless of if you guys were there, but you guys showed up because you knew the cameras would be rolling. Let's just call it what it is. That's really what it was. Um, Louis has a menacing look in his eyes, okay? He's, I don't know. He, I don't know if he just woke up. I don't know if he just did a bump. I don't know what's going on. But for as zen as he claims to be, that man has crazy he's got mania in his eyes okay I don't know what to make of this scene I there's a lot of analysis of like should the kids be getting involved I mean Gia's in her early 20s if we remember when the show started the Manzos Ashley Jack Jacqueline's daughter like all these people were heavily involved so I don't think that them getting involved now is really that big of a deal nah whatever 
if the girls really feel like their aunt and uncle weren't there for them, that's their truth. They really feel that. It is what it is. Um, Danielle and Melissa meet up to talk about business and whatever. It's fine. But then it's time for them to get messy. And I want to point something out. Melissa tells Danielle about her conversation with Jackie. And she is Jackie's friend. Melissa is Jackie's friend, but she does not waste a moment to talk shit about Jackie. She tells Danielle what Jackie said about the hamper and the clothing and all that stuff. And I just want to point out that like, if Melissa's not even going to be loyal to her friend Jackie, who is on this show as Melissa's friend, um, why would she be loyal to anybody else? Like she's laughing about Jackie with Danielle, you know? Danielle tells us that the situation between Teresa and Melissa is interesting to her because she also doesn't talk to her brother. This backstory, at this point, it was hilarious to me. But later on, when we meet her family, it kind of made me emotional. The backstory is that Danielle, around the pandemic, started doing Instagram videos and her brother made fun of it. So then she blocked her brother on Instagram. Listen, I've done the same. My brother has had way too much shit to say about my Instagram stories and I've muted him to the point where one time he was over at my house and not my brother Raheel, by the way, my eldest brother. And uh, one time he was over at my house and I posted something in my videos and my stories and he was like, oh, did you post it? And I said, yeah, it's in my stories. He goes, that's weird. I don't see it. And I said, oh, that's right. I blocked you from my stories. And then we had a laugh and then I unblocked him. But then sometimes I block him again. It happens. You got to set up your boundaries, man. Sometimes it's like that content is not for you. I have friends who have blocked their own parents off their Instagram because their parents have too many comments. So I understand Danielle blocking her brother because he was being annoying. But he got so mad that he removed Danielle from his wedding. He took her out of the wedding. I don't know. Then we start talking about the woman being the problem, the wife being the problem. And now here's the thing. I've said it before. I don't like Melissa Gorga. I don't fuck with her. But Melissa is right. You can only, as the wife, you can only do and say so much to help out a guy with his family. Like, that's not your circus. Those are not your monkeys. That is not a problem that you as somebody, as a wife, you have to handle. This whole thing about like, oh, the woman makes the house. The woman is too much pressure on the woman. I don't want to deal with your wife. I don't, sorry. I don't want to deal with your sister. I don't want to deal with your shit. Listen, if tomorrow my sister-in-law didn't want to talk to me anymore, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be mad at my sister-in-law about it. Or really, I guess that's not the right comparison. If tomorrow my brother did not want to talk to me anymore, I wouldn't say it's my sister-in-law's fault because he's a grown man in his 40s. You know what I mean? Like these are almost, these are 50-year-olds and they're fighting about this as if like a woman has to then like guide the sweet man who like doesn't know what to do. I can't wait to talk about all this when the Louie and Joe stuff happens. I'm like dying to get to it. But Melissa is right that it is not up to the woman to fix the drama between her husband and his family, 100%. The problem, though, Melissa Gorga, is that your husband constantly talks about how Teresa isn't good to Melissa, and that is the reason for the feud. It's one thing to say, it's I don't want to get involved, it's not my problem, but then it's another thing if your husband is then saying that because you mistreat my, my wife, that is the reason why I don't talk to you. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. The math doesn't add up. We're pointing to different areas of a room and expecting it to all make sense, and it doesn't. 
Jennifer's at her house. Uh, there's a scene with her kids, and her daughter Olivia steals the show as usual. She's going to pay her kids $14 an hour to do chores. Let me tell you something. I had no money for chores, and guess what? I still don't pay my kids for chores. They tried to ask me. They said, hey, mama, can we get a chores list? We want to make some money. And I said, nobody pays me to do chores around this house, and I'm not going to pay your ass to do chores around this house. You're part of this family. You're going to clean up the house because you're part of this family. Now, I do pay my kids for things like when they do well in school, you know, when they're like going out of their way to be nice about something, like decent human beings, whatever, I'm not going to go and give them money for doing the bare minimum. You know, being a decent human being, keeping the house clean, you're not getting paid for that. $14 an hour. Damn, Jennifer, I'll come over and I'll teach your kids how to clean. Maybe my kids will learn too. That's a decent side hustle. Uh, Jennifer and Bill sit and talk and they talk about the Mutz party and Jennifer says her situation with Margaret and she said Margaret told me that I was the least self-reflective person I needed to do some self-reflection and Jennifer says I'm the most self-reflective person and Bill says I don't know about that and instead of being on his wife's side Bill validates Margaret's point of view now it's interesting because Jennifer wants Bill to be the kind of husband. I think I've said this before. Jennifer wants Bill to be the kind of husband that Joe Gorga is, but then like to defend his wife and get in women's business. But Jennifer also thinks that Joe Gorga is a little bitch boy for getting in women's business. <laughs> this is why I love the show, you guys. This is why. Um, at Danielle's house now. We get to meet all of Danielle's extended family. We meet her parents, who I fucking adore. The Cabrals. Cabrals are superstars, okay? The kids are adorable. Valentina does an art show. I was dying at the cuteness. They're so... Jackson Pollock! Who's not... What's not to love? It was so good. It was so good. Um... The parents are so cute. The mom comes. The parents are saying the mom is like, my flowers are better. And the dad's like, no, mine are blooming better. They're more colorful. It was so cute. I was like, am I watching an episode of The Sopranos? Here's the thing. Here's how I know that Danielle is legit who she is. Because look at her parents. Her parents are amazing. And so is she. I don't think she's putting on a, a show. When she says, if my son married a mega bitch, I will poison her. I believe her. I believe her because I know exactly the kind of woman she is. Because I think all my friends are that exact woman. Um... We find out that the mom also doesn't talk to the brother. The dad is the only one who maintains a relationship with Danielle's brother. And he gets so emotional over it. Oh my God. He was so emotional over it. I love this man. I love this man. He has the beard of John Fuda, which is Rachel's husband. But I love him. I love him. He gets so emotional. He says some story about how when Danielle was little and her brother was born, she ran out of the hospital saying, baby Buena. <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> I think because I've got two boys. And I remember when my three, my older one was three and then Noah was born. And he also said baby brother. That was cute. Anyway, family drama. Housewives <laughs> of New Jersey, am I right? Um, Melissa and Joe are down at the shore. Her sister and her mom visit. And we find out that Teresa didn't invite M Melissa's mom, Donna, and sister Lisa to the wedding. Teresa doesn't have to invite Lisa to the wedding. All Teresa needs to do is watch the episode of The Christening, okay? Uh, by the way, this episode, I am going to put a link in the in the description to the episode I did with my brother to cover The Christening because I do think it's necessary to watch that to understand the Gorga, Gorga sibling beef. But 
Teresa does not need to invite Lisa. That's for damn sure. Do I think she could have invited Donna? Maybe. But she did not need to invite Lisa because if you go back and watch, and it seems like Teresa recently, if you like listen to clips, I've not watched Teresa's, watch, listen to Teresa's podcast. But if you listen to clips of her podcast, it seems like she recently did watch the christening and it all came back to her in the words of Celine. So now for Joe to be like, Joe basically found a new thing to be upset with Teresa about because the bridesmaid thing is squashed, right? That's all squashed. But now he's like, oh, now I get to be mad about this other thing that my sister, like Teresa can't do anything right for Joe because um, they just don't like each other. I don't think it, I think Joe is in love with his sister. (laughs) And I think there's like a lot of weird shit here. Like Joe says, like my parents' last words to me, to us was love each other. But it's like, yeah, but Joe, you also don't love your sister. Anytime that you guys have filmed together, you've been sitting on the side and you refuse to talk to her. So like, what is the problem here? What What's going on? You keep complaining about how your sister is a bad sister, but you're the only one who's not doing anything about it. And instead, you're just screaming at everybody else and demanding that she be a better sister to you. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Grow the fuck up. They have this boys night and uh, Polly doesn't come. I don't care. Um, but this is where Joe and Louie kind of get into it. So before Louie gets there, Joe is like, oh, I think Louie is a piece of shit. I'm going to tell him he's a piece of shit. He's garbage because Teresa didn't invite Melissa's family to the wedding. But then when Louie gets there, Joe hugs him. Hey, how you doing? Let's have shots. Like, get the fuck out. What a flop. What a loser that Joe Gorga is. Joe asks Louie when Melissa's mom and sister aren't invited. And it's so weird. Like, why are you taking this up with Louie? It doesn't make sense. So Louis says, listen, there's a lot of past shit between your sister and them. But you recently, Joe, were on a podcast talking about her daughters, about your nieces and all the past shit that's been going on. That's one thing. But even your nieces who are home are talking about how they don't like what you guys are doing. And Joe says, you can't talk about that. How dare you bring that up? So he says to Louis, you've been here one minute. You don't know what's going on. Okay, if he's been here one minute, why is it his responsibility to invite your sisters? Is Why is it Louis's responsibility to invite your wife's siblings to your to her wedding? It it doesn't make any sense. Joe says Louis should be embarrassed to bring any of this up. Dude, you're the one that brought it up. You brought it up. You brought all this up. Joe is losing this argument. It's so corny. He's like banging at the table. He doesn't, he's just being annoying. He's being like, just, he doesn't have a point anymore. So instead he's like, you're a pussy and blah, 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 all this stuff. Listen, you have to be a really gigantic piece of shit for me to be on Louis' side, okay? But Joe says, you as a man need to get your woman in line. Dude, that's your sister, Joe, that is your sister. And it's such bullshit because John Fuda says something like culturally in Italian families, your sister's supposed to be like a mother figure. Okay, your sister's supposed to be a mother figure, but you also want a man to tell get your sister in line? You have to be for fucking real right now. You're, it, it, the pressure on what a woman's responsibility is, let's just talk about it. Danielle says it's the wife's responsibility to make sure that, her husband still has a good relationship with his sister, with his family, okay? John Fuda says, your sister is supposed to be like a mother figure. She's supposed to be guiding you and she's supposed to be helping you. You're, it's her responsibility to have a good relationship with, um, you know, Teresa believes that it's 
sorry, Melissa believes that it's up to Teresa to deal with Joe. To like everybody is saying that it's oh, it's various different women's responsibility to be upholding the peace in the house. But then ultimately, Joe thinks that a man should be telling a woman how the fuck to deal with her own family. Are you kidding me? This is so asinine because then Louis says, talk to your sister. And Joe's like, oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable. I don't want to get hurt. Okay, if you don't want to get hurt, then fuck off. Then live in your hurt, live in your, you know, pile of shit and move the fuck on. Like, Joe keeps saying, oh, if I talk to my sister, she's just going to complain about how I don't, you know, we didn't defend Louis. Okay, if you are not ready to take up accountability for for how you hurt your sister, then don't expect her to take accountability for how you're hurt. Instead, you're just going to be a grumpy goose. You're going to pussyfoot around. You're going to use her as a storyline. You're going to talk shit about her and do what? You're not being an adult. I want to say he's not being a man because this isn't about man or woman. He's not being a fucking grown up. Like, grow the fuck up. This is so asinine. It's so misogynistic. Like, it's no different than Marina telling Lisa in Miami, oh, because you gave your husband too many free weekends, that's why he cheated on you. It's actually your fault. You, Louis, you need to control my sister. Also, my sister is like a motherly figure. And I, I think that, but I do think that a man should control her. Are you fucking kidding me? It was maddening to watch it. Maddening. But I loved it. And I'm done. (laughs) I'm done talking about it. Okay, wait. I know I said I was done talking about it. But one more thing is that Joe wants to confront Louis about the invitation. But Joe was also told by Melissa that Margaret said that Louis said that Melissa was insecure. So, Joe, why aren't you talking to Louis about that, about this, like, disrespect to your wife? Why are you talking to Louis about the wedding invitation when there is actual blatant disrespect? That's what I don't understand. Like, I I understand that he, like, is upset, whatever, if it's about his wife, but it's not really about his wife. It's about the fact that he wants more and more of his people to be able to attend what is likely going to be a star-studded event. And that's really all it is because it's not actually about the disrespect of your of your fucking wife. Like this man allegedly said that your wife is insecure. You know that he said that the guy who he said it in front of Joe Benigno is sitting right there and you aren't confronting him about that. But instead, you're going to ask him about wedding invitations. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. That's it for this one. I will be back next week to talk to my brother. I will be back to talk about um, all the shows that are on. And then the following week, the week of the 5th, there will be no new content because I will be on vacation. But I'll remind you guys about that later on. Um, So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.